Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my guy Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here after a very deceptive 116-108 loss to the Miami Heat. Our Chicago Bulls lose to Jimmy Butler and company, and it was really hard to watch today. But before we get into this game, and before I start getting belligerent where people may or may stay tuned in or tune out, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Checking us out on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Making sure to follow that. Making sure to follow at On Tap Sportsnet. Following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, and following myself at Buzz on Tap. But again, 116-108 loss to the Miami Heat. Uh, the Bulls went down really fast in this game. I believe it was 15 to nothing before they got their first basket. And uh, the fact that this score was closer than it should have been I, this was just a blowout the whole entire time so without me saying any more before we really you know dive in goose how'd you get through this one man not not enough booze i get work tomorrow <laughs> there was no booze and that made it a very very tough watch not that the booze would have made it any better this was shit um jim waited until the team was down 13 points before he called the timeout. It was absolutely, yeah, absolutely crazy. The obvious nature of dysfunction going on on the floor. You had Zach coming out like he intended on taking it to Jimmy Butler, but ultimately was taking bad shots. And he was pulled three minutes into the game uh, for Ryan Archie Diacono, who then also took a horrid shot um, for his first shot of the game. Um, I don't know what happened tonight in the first quarter. I, I don't know. I, they came out flat. And I mean, and this is a thing that we're going to get in the press conference, you know, I, it, yeah, I wasn't really happy with the performance. That's why, you know, he pulled Zach with what, what he pulled Zach with like eight minutes left in the quarter and then bring him in until three. No, it was three, it was three minutes into the first quarter. Yeah. So, okay. So about nine minutes, so nine minutes left in the fucking quarter. And then he didn't come back in until like three minutes left in the first quarter. And I know what he's going to say already, dude. I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, this guy is going to go up there. He's going to talk about how the first unit needs to improve and be a little bit better and everything like that. But it's going to be the same thing on fucking repeat. It's literally going to be, well, I loved our effort in the second half. We're a developing team. You know, uh, <laughs> we will learn from this. We will grow from this. It's not my, you know, the playoffs. Yeah, that would be great, but it's my job to, to coach and develop. That's what we're going to hear. And I, I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't take it anymore. Like, I'm literally, I'm pissed off. Like, I haven't been mad yet at the Bulls, but this one really, really made me mad. You know, a game against Jimmy Butler where I feel that Chris Dunn, Lowry Markinen and Zach Levine should always want to step up against this guy a little bit more. They should play their hearts out every single game. Don't get me wrong. That's what they're paid to do, right? But this game, they should step up just a little bit more because they know there's questions out there about that trade. They know it. And and the fact that we got what we got today from Zach and Lowry and, I mean, KD actually wasn't too terrible. You know, he, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and bitch at Chris Dunn. Zach actually. and Lowry were O of eight from three point. The Bulls only hit ten uh, on the game. And Denzel Valentine had three of those. So maybe Jim will learn from this game that um with Otto Porter Jr. and Chandler Hutchison out, that while Shaq is a great player that I think could find himself some minutes off the bench, Denzel Valentine's probably more of a small forward that impacts the game in the area that we are sucking hard at right now. Right. I agree with you on that. I agree with you 100% on that. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I I just wish that Zach and Lowry would step up when they need to step up. I mean, you had, you know... Three turnovers from Zach. He was a uh, dude. He was a minus nineteen in the plus minus. A plus eleven was Lowry marketed. Wendell Carter Jr. found himself in foul trouble, fucking immediately, again. And I'm not gonna blame this kid. I think a lot of these calls on this kid, dude. I, you know, I I don't know what Wendell Carter did to piss off the NBA refs, but it must have been something significant. He must have slept with somebody's wife. I like I. The ticky-tack fouls that are drawn on this poor kid, and he doesn't even get to get into a rhythm of a fucking game. It's just beyond me. But Zach Levine playing horrible, Lowry playing horrible. I mean, it, It's just so deflating. It's so deflating. I've, I've been waiting for this game that's going to turn it around, right? I've been waiting for this game, and that's why when we were on the mic last time together after that Detroit game, I said I wasn't really happy. I mean, it was fucking Detroit, you know? Like, I'm glad that we picked up the win, but I do still believe that we should beat Detroit with the talent that we have on this team. Even if Otto Porter Jr. and Chandler Hutchinson are gone, I still think that we have more talent. But to come out here and lay a fucking dud against Miami and just be completely terrible, it blows me away. I mean, in the first half, it's a tale of two teams here. The first half, this team was absolutely murdered. And it's all by flow. It was all by flow. And then in the second half, they outscore him in the third quarter, 24 to 18, and then they outscore him by 10 in the fourth, 41 to 31. Obviously, not enough. To no, bring... the, the, the second ahead. half was competitive enough in the third to where I almost let myself get a little excited about a comeback, maybe. Oh, you're smart. And then I had to talk to myself and be like, nah, man, this, that shit's not happening. This, this game's over. It was over from 13 0. Um, we I agree. didn't bounce back quick enough in that first quarter. I agree. Uh, we didn't cut the lead down enough at the half. Agreed again. And it was, you know, it was, it, it's hard to get excited about the end of the game, though entertaining. I just hope that's not something that Jim, don't, don't give this man any more excuses to play players that shouldn't be playing. I, again, that, and that's where I thought that we would kind of agree. So I threw a tweet out there that I'm not excited about what they did. I mean, like, yeah, dude, like, was it nice to see Denzel draining some threes like a motherfucker? Yeah, it was, okay? I'll be honest with you. Because I've, I've been wanting him to play. I, I want to see what he could do. I don't think that's such a wrong thing. I don't think it's a wrong move to play Denzel Valentine. There's no, a reason, you know, there's the a reason I'm not a head contract. coach. We, we need to see what the fuck this kid's got. Right. Or... So I don't understand. But, like, so I was happy to see him drain threes. Don't get me wrong. I never let myself believe that this team was going to come back. I, I, I wouldn't allow it. But I was happy to see what he did. But, like, pointing, you know, pointing out to things that you've said in past episodes, like, do I like Archie? Yeah, I do. I do. But him flying all around the fucking court and making plays and doing this and making a play here and there and then, you know, making a great, great play it doesn't it doesn't tickle my fucking fancy because I realize that one of the best players on the fucking court is Ryan Archidiacono and it fucking makes me sick. Yeah, and uh having him be Jimmy Butler's primary defender what on the any fuck position was that? 
that um yeah, that's not how you're gonna win basketball games. I uh, we've now seen Ryan guarding Giannis, Jimmy Butler, and if if that is the case, I, I don't know what's gonna happen by the trade deadline, but there better be some six foot seven defensive minded some bitch on this team because I I can't I can't handle Ryan Archie Diakno guarding elites. The, yes, the elites exactly. He's Took guarding elites. It's not just like a fucking size difference. He's literally guarding elite talent. Like Jimmy's not going to get you out of the fucking first second round of the playoffs. Okay, we know this, but he's still a second tier NBA. I mean, you know, like I say first tier. You know, like LeBron and Giannis and KD, right? You know what I'm talking about? And then you have, like, your Jimmys of the world, right? Your Clay Thompsons of the world. And we He's have... a top 25 player in the NBA. Absolutely agree with you. And then we have Ryan Archie Diacono guarding him, Goose. And I... <laughs> like, dude, I understand I'm not a head coach in the NBA, okay? I don't work in the NBA. I'd like to think... I played basketball growing up. I'd like to think I know a little bit about the game. And that size mismatch there for me just on the outside looking in. Even put skill talent. Put, like, skill to the side for a moment. And just think about the size difference and how much stronger and more athletic that Jimmy Butler is. You know that's a mismatch all day. And Jimmy's got the basketball IQ to exploit that mismatch, right? Now add the skill on top of it. Jim thinks that's a good idea? How is he not fired? If I sucked this bad, and if you sucked this bad at our jobs, we would have been gone a long fucking time ago. No, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I rarely. <laughs> I'm so, try I'm so to sorry, bring man. Up. I'm on a rant. I apologize. I'm just so mad. No, you're you're good, man. I'm I'm more at the stage where I'm at a loss for words than I'm pissed off. Like, and I, I rarely bring up the front office because. I just feel they're a fixture. There's really no point in bitching about it. And there are some things that they do good. If you don't know that you have a better option, you don't really make a move. But this coaching situation, we're we're in a shitty East where a lot of teams have some injuries right now. Yeah. Where if you make the right shakeup that you can save this season, but every game we wait, every start to a game that we have like this, every fucking flub by Jim that just – Screws everything. I just, I don't know how you keep this guy on. The starters are clearly not responsive to whatever he's putting out there. And, and, that's, not a, and that's a good point. That is a good not, point. Not Thad Young. The veterans that you're paying solid money to be the steadying hand, they're not buying it. They're not doing their jobs. And when you see that happening, you you have to do something. Obviously, the third stringers are going to play well. They don't give a shit that they're playing on the Bulls in the fourth quarter for five minutes. They're getting NBA minutes. They're trying to get jobs. Building that resume. Absolutely. And that is such a good point. Because that's how people are going to counter-argue this. What my point was in the beginning about not being excited about the third stringers. The reason I'm not excited about that is because the fucking talent isn't responding. And the third stringers came back in garbage time. And as soon as the NBA star came in, fucking, it's a seal, that's a wrap. Done, done, done. It's over. Your magical run's over. And and that's a problem. I don't know how much longer you could leave this guy in charge. 
And I'll tell you something right now. Shame on me. Shame on me for buying into this son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I, he's, that's how mad he's fucking got me, dude. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm, I'm fucking sweating. Like, I, I bought no, in. You're seeing regression from your two best players. The right. two players that you ultimately built this team around. You've seen regression from them. You've seen uh, lack of production from the two free agent signings that you brought in that everybody around the NBA, not just Bulls fans, said were good signings. And they still are good signings. They're just not being used properly. Thad Young is not playing enough minutes at his age to ever find a fucking rhythm. And that's, that's another point that I want to make on here. Like, you don't have a small forward right now. Yes, in today's modern NBA, that is a four all the way. But in a traditional game, that's kind of a small forward. He could play small forward minutes. I agree with you. So why don't you get this guy starting fresh right out of shoot-around on the floor, engaged in the game, make him want to play? You're you're barely using – you're playing Ryan Archie Diakono more than you're playing Thaddeus Young most games. That is fucking embarrassing. Imagine being Thaddeus Young and having Ryan Archie Diacono play over you at the three. It's not like we're asking Thad to play the point guard position. We are running three and four guard fucking lineups instead of playing Thaddeus Young 30 minutes a game. Right. <laughs> what, what, what did we pay the dude for? I, to be I, a veteran voice in the locker room? I, Shit, give me $10 million a year. Yeah, I'll go give you a fucking pep talk, right? I, I, I don't I don't understand what we're watching, bud. I, I really don't, and I'm at the point where I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, not that I, I'm going to watch every single game, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean, though. But like, I, I know that I'm not going to... As far as I'm concerned right now, the season's lost. If your starters keep performing like this, dude, it's 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 game over. I can give two shits about a fucking eighth seed, really, in this weak-ass Eastern Conference. I, I wanted to see some promise, some fight. I see no fight. I see no want to. I see none of that. I I really don't. And I am fucking just blown away. I am blown away by the regression that we've seen out of Zach Levine and one Lowry Markinen. And it makes me it makes me fucking hurt that we saw that shit because I thought with I mean think about all those work grind videos you saw this year and us being even at that fucking practice, dude. You know, everybody seemed to be buying in. You get into a game, you lose a little bit of fucking steam. Jim pulls you because you're not performing well. Then he puts you back in. Then he fucking pulls you. Then he just stands you in the corner. And all his offense is is fucking iso ball and swinging the ball around the perimeter. It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. And then, on top of it, we are even getting into this game, not even bitching like another point in this game, dude. Let's talk about Kendrick Nunn. Why were you leaving him open at the three-point line? Like, your perimeter defense is trash. Yeah, well, that was part of the reason why Zach got pulled. Well, he right. I, I, open look, and then, but it's not like once Archie got put in there that it was that much better. I mean, the effort was greater on the defensive oh, end, but the, the result yep, was the, great the same. Effort, you know, I... <laughs> and, that's, and, that's, and that's why it's so... I feel like a douche for harping on Archie all the time because... The man's just going out there and busting his ass and playing to the best of his ability every single possession. Um, as somebody who uh, didn't have the most talent or athleticism myself, I I appreciate that and I respect that. But the positions that Jim's putting him in is not. It's not fair to Ryan. It's not fair to the team. 
and it just it, it needs to be addressed um, because sure Ryan's shooting great on wide open three point shots, but Denzel Valentine can make a three point shot from a step inside of the half court line. So, uh, and he has the positional size. So I I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I- Again, I, I kind of feel bad, too, now that you say it, because we do harp on Arch. But it, it's not coming from a... I'm, I'm trying not to make it come from a bad place, if that makes any sort of sense. I, I just... Jim loves the guy, and from watching the NBA all these years, I know that him getting the minutes that he's getting isn't going to translate into wins. It's going to translate into a guy who comes off the bench when we're getting our asses whipped and plays his heart out against their second unit and tries to make something happen, but it's just that it is what it is. Archie Diakono is, is is a decent player, so I, I don't want people to think that I hate him, but the fact that he's one of our featured players tells you everything you need to know about the Chicago Bulls right now. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll move in to this. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so bad. I can't no, believe that. The, the, just saying those words makes me want to gag. Yeah. Ryan Archie Diarcaner. Uh, Ryan Archie Diarcaner in the boots. He's one of our best players right now. Yeah. Um, and part of it's opportunity. Um, part of it's being underestimated by the opposing team and being left open. But it, that is that is a true statement right now. And that's, that's fucked. Yeah. Uh, completely fucked. So we'll move into tomorrow's game. Bulls are on a back. Uh, the, tonight was the first of a back-to-back. Saturday night's game, the Bulls are starting at 6 p.m. Central time. A little bit of an early start, which is always nice. And they're playing the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. The Bulls are a one-point favorite, and according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index, they have a 54.3% chance to win. So they really think lowly of Charlotte. Um, You know, I, I, I really don't know what to say, dude. Like, I'm not going to... Fuck the switch to click that we do every once in a while when we remember to do it. Uh, I they need to show me something, and, and that's it. I don't care. I, you know, we can sit here and say, "Well, Zach needs to do this better," or Lowry needs to do this better. Like seriously, they just they need to show us something tomorrow because Charlotte's on the bottom of the uh, on the bottom of the totem pole. So, well, we're we're actually below Charlotte right now. If you look at right, the they're six and ten. We're five and eleven. It's actually kind of funny to look at the East standings right now because it's Chicago, Cleveland, New York. Atlanta is actually below everybody um, at the bottom of the conference. Obviously, New York, Atlanta, and Cleveland are all 4-11. and We're only uh, one win better, but not really much improvement at the bottom of the East early in the season. So the Bulls aren't alone. I mean, and that's not going to make us feel better. No, it still makes but, me feel so bad. But a win against the Hornets could technically put us all the way up to, you know, 10th. Washington, Orlando, Vucevic is out. Yeah. Not really scared of the Wizards at all. I just got to deal uh, with Bradley Beal. That's about it. So, you know, maybe a little sugar on top of this fucking shit pie. Um, that's... That's the best I got, but something's got to happen. And I I think it's got to be the coach. I hope the Bulls don't wait too long. Um, so Jim Boylan's going to be my switch to click. You motherfucker. 
you know what's crazy? I read this fucking tweet. I don't know how, uh, you know how legitimate it is. You know the world of Twitter, right? So, but I guess this guy was at a golfing event with Gar Foreman, right? And Gar said that him and Pax were just over the moon about Jim Boyle. This is before the season started. You gotta wonder, honestly, brother, if if that perception's changed from them, if they if they have a different perspective on it now, because this cannot go on much longer and benefit our young talent. A coach firing is is very traumatic on a locker room. I understand that. We saw the shit with Fred last year, but this guy's ten times worse than Fred Hoiberg. Ten times fucking worse, and. They, the Bulls need to do something now because they are in real jeopardy of fucking stunting the growth of two young, promising NBA players in Zach Levine and Lowry Markkinen. They got to do something. Because... And, and if they do it, they, they got to find somebody in the middle. They got to stop going with these extremes. You had Fred, who you could just walk all over, didn't garner any respect. You have Boyland, who's trying to ultimately inflict respect on players uh, with his tactics. Um, and I, as much as I do agree with a, a good amount of Jim's morals per se, the way that he approaches it and kind of coaches it is just, it makes you want to gag. Cause oh, yeah, he, absolutely. He, yeah. He, like, he's a he, dick with ears, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so mad. I, I apologize. I'm just so pissed. I see a stupid face on my fucking TV right now, and I'm just mad. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know if we're going to rename Jim Willie. I, I don't think we should go there. But, um, I take from Buzz. Um, <laughs> no, I mean. I derailed your thought process. I, I a little bit. I, I mean, and ultimately, I don't know what the best coaching option outside of Dave Yeager is out there. Well, that was someone uh, you were a little bit high on. I mean, obviously, we can get into this even more and more throughout other episodes. But I, I know that it was a guy you were. I think he got a raw deal in Sacramento. Oh no, yeah, he ultimately got fired for winning too much. Um, and now look what the Kings are doing this season. It's not the same. Um. You know, so he was getting criticized for ultimately holding Bagley back and focusing winning over development, which, you know, maybe you start that over Lowry. I don't know. It, maybe you do something crazy, uh, but something's got to happen. Um, but I don't know how the message is going to be received from Jim because I think at this point the players all just think he's a big buffoon too. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I honestly, I wouldn't fucking doubt it. There just seems to be no, like I said, no want to. No, There's no want to there. There's no will, you know, from the players. They just run out there. They run this stupid-ass offense that Jim's in, and then, you know, they know they're going to get fucking pulled or benched if the shots aren't falling. That's it. You know, there's no working through it. There's no, it, it seems like there's no good communication. You know, it, it, it's just a fucking joke, dude. It's an absolute joke, but. You got anything else to add on top of tonight, or you ready to rock? I mean, let's bounce back tomorrow. Let's take a W from a team that we uh, had a close loss to, a game that we should have won the first time around. So uh, let's so show some damn improvement, get a W, um, keep ourselves at least somewhat in the run for the playoffs. I mean, that's the goal. Uh, not that it seems well, that, feasible that's your at this goal. point. 
that's my goal. Yeah, because remember he said that you know the playoffs that comes it comes. He he's here to, to coach and develop talent. Well, um, <laughs> so that's your and I's goal is it, playoffs. If, if Jim keeps coaching the way he's coaching, the bench is going to get a lot of seasoning because we're not going to be playing competitive basketball in fourth quarters, let alone um, into the postseason. So he's got to get his shit together. Starters definitely got to get their shit together. Our two free agents definitely have to get their shit together. Um, the only players that I'm really allowing excuses from at this point are Kobe White because he's a rookie. Um, and... Wendell a little bit, but his hands got to get a little better too. There's some passes that he gets thrown that are kind of disappointing that he doesn't convert on. Right, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Well, we all hope you uh, enjoyed this Bulls on Tap. A couple announcements before we end the show here. Uh, something very exciting has happened. I probably should have told you this off air before I tell you to on air. Got an email. You get from to the... be excited with everybody else. Yeah, you get to be excited with everybody else. A guy named Andrew Shabbat uh, reached out to me with a video that I need to watch, and uh, there is a way that we can go remote. So you will be hearing uh, Goose and I calling Bulls games here in the near future uh, for Hot Mike. So I just wanted to throw that out there right now. He's given me the software and the uh, video to watch. I just got to get around to doing that. I'm thinking that we're going to be starting to call Bulls games together, uh, man. So we'll get to be talking shit during the game and then doing a post-game show right after. So be on the look at us, uh, be on the lookout for us on Hot Mike. You can download the Hot Mike app on Apple App Store, and I don't know if it's on Android yet. If you get it on the Apple App Store, you can download the the app and use the promo code. I'm sure Goose is going to get his own, but you can use the pom- promo code for now, Buzz23, Buzz all caps 23 and then you get access to the app. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And again, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us all on Twitter, and uh, let's try to sound enthusiastic about this. But uh, tomorrow, let's go Bulls. No, let's let's get this shit done. Let's uh, have another game like Detroit. I, we can't go back to back games like we did. Hundred percent agree. See y'all tomorrow. My city, my city, Chicago